Bye bye, bim bum bim bum. Bye bye, I did it. Bye 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 bye. Oh, <coughs> Robert, it's cold outside, right? Uh, yeah, it's kind of cold. Yeah, okay, okay, we got that established. Okay, are you warmed up yet? I'm warmed up. Are you ready for a story? Yes, but first, gotta remind everybody that you're listening to jradio.com. And you can listen to us live on the telephone by listening to 712-432-4217. Very good. Okay. And also, if you would like to, um, you know, like listen to us live, and if you missed the show and you want to follow us on archives, then you could uh, call at 718-506-9099. Wow. (laughs) That was pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Now, also like to remind you that if you'd like to text in, either to find out information how to uh, advertise or how to sponsor a program or uh, just simply because you have a good idea that would work out or a good suggested story and then it will be forwarded to me. So you can text into 347-927-8399. That number again is 347-927-8398. Very good. You're on the ball tonight. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm sitting on a chair, not on a ball. Oh, yeah. You... Oh, never mind. Okay. Anyways, so... um. <clears throat> Also, I'd like to remind you that J-Radio can definitely use your donations to keep us going. And so the address is J-Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is J-Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. And, of course, I will not trick you at all. I will not tell you to say the number 718-683-5858 because I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do that. Well, why would you want to say that? I mean, everybody knows that number. Everybody knows 718-683-5858. So, I mean, why? why oh, 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 no. That was a funny way to trick me. Well, <laughs> Baruch Hashem, it worked. So, yes, that number to call is after the show is over, after we finish the story. You want to call in to tell us uh, <clears throat> what uh, lesson you learned in tonight's story? That would be wonderful. Try to keep the shout-outs out because I'd rather just hear the wonderful, your names and your wonderful lesson you learned. So this way you can get more people in on the calls. Okay. So, now that we got that out of the way... So, put that paper in your pocket. Yes, okay. I'd like to remind everybody that tonight's show is uh, is uh, sponsored for a Rafuah Shlema for Chaim Yesusi Ben Sura Miriam and for Peril Bas Chayarifka. Once again, it's sponsored for Rafuah Shlema for Chaim Yesusi Ben Sura Miriam and for Peril Bas Chayarifka. Okay. Now, I'd like to remind everybody that, you know, Hanukkah is coming around the bend, and so if you didn't buy it yet and you still want to look for a nice, wonderful uh, gift for Hanukkah for the children, the Kinalach, so you can always... Uh, you can always uh, buy uh, Zelig the Wagon Driver. It's still in stores and all, all the other books. You know, Tell Me Tell One, Tell Me Tell Two, uh, Tells to Live By, they're, they're still in the stores and everything like that, you know. They can always do that. And, and of course, Rabbi Erbs' double CD that came out from UFA Story Series with the master storyteller himself, Rabbi Itzi Erbs. I'm innocent, I tell you. Is on sale still in the stores, and so if you didn't buy it yet, uh, you know, now's a good opportunity to buy it for a gift even. Wow. And it's a very special because it's an opening offer because it's a double CD, one hour and 53 minutes and 52 seconds, and, and, and it's all for the price of one. Okay, anyways, uh, what else you want to say? Of course. 
If you're interested in ordering any of my other story CDs, you know, uh, then you could uh, email me. Actually, you can call up 718-375-1294 and leave me your email address, and I'll be more than happy to either email you or fax you the updated list. Okay, so now that we have that out of the way, I'd like to remind you that uh, for storytelling occasions, you know, whether it be a father and son, Malava Malka, or a special event or something like that, or you want to hire me for Koyach von der Moyach, um, a special, uh, you know, a demonstration of, mar- of, of uh, you know, internal power. And, you know, it's not a void desire. Ah, you saw my face, right? That's right. Okay, and, of course, also, uh, if a person wants a martial arts demo, extreme martial arts demo, we do that also. And uh, art lessons, but I uh, just want to remind you that for art, art lessons and martial arts, I will take your names and number down, but I'll have to put you on a waiting list because Baruch Hashem, Pretty much, they're filled, all the slots. And halavai vaita. Okay, and uh, I guess we covered everything there, right? I think so. Yeah, 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 you did. Okay, so now what we got left to do? What do you mean, what we got left to do? We got a story to do. Oh, wow. Is this a, like um, a real good story? Yeah, see, do I ever tell something less than a good story? This story is called Grassroots. Grassroots? I don't get it. <laughs> you have to listen to the story to get it. Okay. So once again, tonight's story is called Grassroots. This is based on an actual true story. As a matter of fact, you researched it before you got it? Yes, I did. And the facts are pretty true. There really existed such a person. And he really did what's said in the story. So what's said in the story? Uh, if you're quiet, I'm going to tell it. Okay. So I never heard this one before. No, I guess you didn't. All right, so can I tell it? Go right ahead. I'm sitting back here, right on top of this ball over here, and I'm ready. Okay, very good. Okay, so this story goes back many, many, many years ago to the 1700s. There was a man by the name of Aaron Gordia. Gordon? No, 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 Gordia. Gordia, okay, yeah. Anyways... Now, this person, Aaron Gordia, uh, from what I researched, some sources said he was always a non-frumid, but later on he would change. But that's what the story's about. Uh, and then others say that he was once from, but when he went to study medicine and he got really good at it. Really good at it? Yes, he was like, oh, like one of the top students there. And he really knew his medicine very well. And he started to have a practice. He was practicing? I wouldn't want to use a doctor that practices on me. No, 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 no. When a doctor does what he does, it's called a practice. Oh, <laughs> first he practices on like a little dolly, and then, then he comes over to a real person? No, yes, yes, it's called a practice. When you pr- practice a profession, when you do it, it's also called a practice. Go look it up in the dictionary. Uh, yeah, you want to keep me occupied for a while? That's a great idea. Okay, anyways, so Dr. Aaron Gordia had his own practice, and he was very good at it. Now let's just uh, tune in a little bit and watch a few patients come in. Hello, good afternoon, Dr. Agoria. How are you? How are you? How are you? Oh, I am fine. It is so good that I could open up my own practice here in where I live. 
And I was born in Germany. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm very happy I did not have to go to a university outside of Germany. And I'm so happy that I was able to open a practice here in my hometown. <laughs> so what is your problem? Uh, doctor, well, um, you know, it hurts. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it does. Now, why don't you tell me what it is that hurts? Oh, it just hurts. Yeah, I know, but you didn't tell me what hurts. You're the doctor. You should tell me. All right. You know, I could do this the hard way if you want. I could start with your toenails, and we could check that out, and then I could finish with the last hair on your bald head. You want me to do that? Or you can give me a hint and save a lot of time and money, because, you know, the longer you're here and the more tests I do, uh, then I will have to charge you more money. You know that, don't you? Oh, <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking about that. Oh, oh, well, um, my stomach hurts. Ah, did you overeat? <laughs> overeat? I underate. My stomach hurts because I, 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 I haven't eaten in a couple of days. Oh, my goodness, that's terrible. So there's really nothing wrong with you. You just need to eat. But, oh, I see you're a very poor person. You know what? I have a good heart. Uh, you don't have to rip out your heart and give it to me. No, 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 it's an expression. I'm sorry. No, what I mean is I have a good heart, and I'm going to give you a little bit of charity for you. Shadaka? Whatever you say it is, whatever. Okay, I, I haven't practiced that stuff in a long time. This is just, all right, don't worry. All right? Here, here, go, go, go. Next, please. Uh, yeah, doctor, um, um... Um, and my left ear hurts, you know, and 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 only hurts when I put on my hat. Can you please help me with this, please? Uh, your left ear hurts only when you put on your hat. Hmm, that's very interesting. And when you don't put on your hat, it doesn't hurt. Absolutely not. There's something in the hat that makes my ear hurt. Oh, let me see how you put on your hat, please. Uh, yeah, I, I I put it on like this. Ow, 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 my ear, my ear, my ear. Ow, ow, ow. Of course, I see what the problem is. It's a very simple problem. <laughs> really? What is it? First, take off your hat. Well, now I can tell you the problem. Yes, what is it? Do I need a medication for it? No, no, no. What you have to do is when you put on your hat, See, your hat is not made to cover the ears, and you squeeze your left ear underneath your hat. So you shouldn't do that, because that's why it's hurting you, because you put pressure there. All right? Uh, uh, well, um, I will not charge you for this, because it's really not medical advice. It's uh, simple logic. Okay, bye-bye, next. And finally, he would have a patient that was real and really did need medical attention. And eventually, word was spreading. Hey, you know, there's a new doctor in town. I heard his name is Dr. Aaron Cordia. He's a very interesting doctor. He's, like, really good. He's got patience, you know. Some people come in, and, and, and they come in with the craziest things. I mean, they don't even need a doctor for it, but they drive him crazy. But uh, he doesn't lose his goal. He's a very patient and very good doctor. Uh, you know, that's what I heard. Oh, that's good to know. That's very good to know. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. To have such a doctor like this who knows what he's doing. Very good to know, very good to know. And so, sure enough, many people went to him. 
Goyim went to him, Eden went to him, all kinds of people went to him. And the reason why was because he was a good doctor. But Dr. Aaron Goria really should be known by his Hebrew name, Dr. Aaron Goria. But Dr. Aaron Goria, he was very, very careful to be nice to his patients because he felt that's the best way, you know. After all, you want to heal a patient. You don't want to scare off the patient. So he believed in Mamish, like, you know, trying to be very nice to his patients. And, of course, whenever they had a real, real problem, he really cured their problem. It was really simply amazing. And uh, <clears throat> eventually, this was heard all the way to the palace of the king of Prussia. <laughs> Very interesting what is going on here. Rimmer has it. It is a very good doctor in Germany. <laughs> so, um, um, Captain of my guards, will you please come here, please? Yes, sir. What is it, sir? First of all, stop screaming, sir. Sir. Say simply, yes, your majesty. Yes, your majesty, sir. You could just say, yes, your majesty, without the sir. No, um... Do me a favor. Uh, I want you to find out more information about this doctor. Because if he's so good, I want to try him. And if he turns out to be so good, then I want to use him. And then after I use him, if I'm still satisfied, <coughs> I would like to use him. Uh, sir, do you need a doctor right now? No, I... You're coughing, sir. <laughs> no, just a little dust got stuck in my throat, it's all... Maybe I am coming down with a cough. You know, this is a perfect opportunity. Why don't you summon this doctor and tell him to make a house call? Tell him the king of Prussia wants to see him, and I will pay him well if he has to travel here and close down his uh, practice until he comes to me. Yes, sir, right away, your majesty. Sir! Oh, I don't know which hurts me more. You're screaming, sir, or my stomach and my throat and my eyes. Oh, I don't feel so good. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, my, oh, my, I'm feeling terrible. I just don't get it. Well, sir, I'll go right away to fetch him. And so, this here captain of the guards, he got on his horse and he galloped as fast as he could. I am here now. Hmm. But there's no one I could say, Sir! Okay, so what do I do now? Ah, so let me go. <coughs> I hope I'm not catching what the king had. All right, uh, let's see. Excuse me, uh, uh, young man. Uh, can I speak to you? Yeah, sure. You called me a young man. You can You can you can speak to me any time. So, what is it? Sir! Well, I'm a sir. First I'm a young man, now I'm a sir. Young man, sir! Uh, oh, yeah, I'm a young man, sir. 
Your Majesty, sir. Oh, Majesty. <laughs> okay, okay. Stop with your formalities, you know. It's not good to get an old man like me excited. All right, now, what is it? I would like to know, sir, if you know young man. Oh, I know young man. I'm the young man. No, 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 no. What I mean is, do you know a doctor, uh, Ahar... Uh, Oh, yes, he's my doctor, Dr. Aaron Gordia. Hmm, he's your doctor? Yes, he's very good. Oh, he's so nice. He, he, he makes jokes every now and then, but the best thing is, he cures you and you don't feel so bad. He's really good at what he does. Hmm, I see, sir, young man. <laughs> Wait until my wife hears about this. I'm going to tell her that somebody called me a young man. Not bad for a guy who's 87. <laughs> uh, you have a good day. You're the real young man. Thank you, sir. Now, uh, where did you say he was? Uh, oh, oh, I didn't. <laughs> or did I? Uh, no, I don't think so. At my age, things you know, happen. You begin to forget. Uh, uh, do I know you for some... You were telling me where Dr. Uh, Gordia is. Oh, he's at his office. Where else? Okay, Zygerson. No, no, no. Where is his office? Oh, you want to know that also. <laughs> okay, here. Let me write down the address. You have a piece of paper and a feather and ink, okay? Okay, here you go, sir. Now, that means you just take this piece of paper and you read the directions. Then you find yourself walking one block to the left. After the left, you make a right turn. After you make the right turn, you make a, 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 a let's say there was a left, and then you made a right turn. And then after the right turn, you make another right turn. Then when you get to the corner, you make another right turn. And then you make one more right turn. Hmm. First I start out to the left. Then I start making a right turn. Then I make another right turn. And then I make another right turn. Hey, wait a minute. That means I'm going to come back right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because Dr. Uh, Gordy is right across the street over there. Why were you making me go on a wild goose chase? <laughs> I just want to see how sharp you are for a young whippersnapper. <laughs> hey, you called me young. Oh, you made my day. <laughs> Zygerson, to whoever you are. Uh, yes, a Zy... What? Whatever. <laughs> All right, now I must uh, go over here and... Let me just walk in. I guess it's open business hours, so let me open up. Hmm. Why is everybody staring at me? Uh, we're staring at you, mister, because you're wearing a funny pair of pajamas in the middle of the day. A pair of pajamas? I'm not... Oh, my Prussian army uniform. <laughs> that looks like pajamas to you. Yeah. It's an army uniform. Can I borrow it for Purim? For what? Yes, uh, you're not Jewish. Okay. Anyways, you don't know what Purim is. Well, if you're around here by Purim, I'll explain it to you. Anyways, uh, um, you have an appointment? Young man, I'll steal. I mean, I'll... You'll steal? I mean, I'll deal with you later. Oh, okay. All right, Mommy, he's a funny man. Oh, just leave him alone. And please, in the future, don't talk to strangers, even if they're wearing funny pajamas. Okay, Mommy, I'll remember that. And so, sure enough, he went straight up to the secretary at the head desk, or whatever you want to call it over there. I guess their receptionists were not like nowadays. They didn't have those sliding glass windows and whatever. 
Yes, may I help you? Yes, I am Captain Grashvash. Grashvash? Okay, and what can I do for you? Well, I, Captain Grashvash, am the captain of the Imperial Guard, the Royal Guards for the King of Prussia. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we got over here a hush of a person. <laughs> okay, that's very interesting, okay. And uh, what does the King of Prussia want over here that he's sending you here? Um, did he forget something? Does he need a package of band-aids or something? No. Actually, he's not feeling very well. And what he needs is, um, how should I say it? Just say it. All right, um, what he needs is, um... <laughs> What he actually needs is, um... Yes? Well, what he needs is, um... He needs a doctor. No! <laughs> you mean back in Prussia, where the capital is, he doesn't have a doctor? He's the king. I'm sure he can afford a doctor. Um, yes, he can. As a matter of fact, uh, but he likes the best doctors. Oh, and therefore? Well, <laughs> Believe it or not, uh, mm, uh, Dr. Gordy's reputation as a good doctor reached and traveled from all the way here, all the way to Prussia, all the way straight to the actual king himself. Oh, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you don't really have an appointment. This is an emergency. Oh, an emergency. Well, um, let me uh, see if the doctor will be able to see you, okay? Wait one moment. Please sit down. And so, sure enough, this uh, secretary, she went over and knocked on the door. And the doctor opened the door. Uh, yeah, what is last? What is it? Is there something that's wrong? I'm middle of seeing a patient now. Yes. There is nothing really wrong over here, but out there there is. But really? What is it? Well, there's this person dressed in a pair of pajamas. He calls it a uniform. And he says this uniform is the uniform of the Imperial Guards, you know, from the Russian king. The Russian king? What is that? Did the Russian king wants me? Why would he want me? This doesn't make sense. Well, I don't know. Would you like to go out and talk to him? Tell him that as soon as I finish with this patient, I will have him in here for a special emergency uh, meeting. But if there's any patients out there that require some emergency uh, procedure, please, by all means, then um, I will have to take care of him first, and you'll have to have him wait a little bit longer. Yes, okay. Not a problem. Okay, I'll go now. <laughs> Excuse me, sir? You who? The one that wears that funny uniform? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, what is it? Well, um, apparently the doctor said after he finishes seeing this patient, he could see you, provided that no one else has an emergency. Uh, okay, fine, fine. Uh, I'll, I'll respect the doctor, okay? <laughs> Very interesting. You respect the doctor. I mean, you think you can have your way just like that because you're wearing this uniform? Well... If you would understand what it means to be the captain of the Royal Guards for the King of Prussia, you'll know that pretty much when people hear that I make a request, they obey it, or else. Or else what? <laughs> I have the power to have you arrested 
and put in jail, and I could have you staying in that jail for the rest of your life. Do you like that? No, uh, I guess not. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't understand all about your power, but you have power here too? Yes, at this present time, the King of Prussia's rule reaches all the way to here. <laughs> oh, it's good to know. Yeah. Uh, and it's good to know if I knew my history right. I hope so. Okay, anyways, so let's go on. Oh, boy, this is so exciting. You know something very quiet, my beers? Yes, wow. So you think it's easy for me to come up with stories that I never told before? <laughs> I mean, it's one thing, you know, coming up a story here and there, but <clears throat> every week to come up with a story, you know, it's okay for me to repeat the story that I told 20 years ago. Why? Uh, why? You, you... Because mostly little kids listen to it. But, but some adults listen too. Yeah, that could be presented problem. All right, they'll have to just rely on the fact that even if I told the story 20 years ago, I don't tell it the same way. I don't think I remember the story the way I told it 20 years ago. Uh, I don't either. That's because you weren't around then. I wasn't? I mean, you sure? Well, uh, you were just a thought. Oh, just a thought. I hope it wasn't an afterthought. No, 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 it's quite all right. Okay, now, can we get back? No, go right ahead. All right. Anyways, so finally, this um, captain went inside. All right. Now, let me explain to you. The uh, king of Prussia... He suddenly came down with this coughing fit, and uh, he's sneezing, and he's, you know... <coughs> oh, my goodness. Are you coming down with this also? Uh, no, sir. That was just me clearing my throat. Anyways, um, he pays well. You know, he's a king. Uh, oh, yeah, I understand that. But what about my other patients? Well, you know, if the king likes you, this is a good opportunity for you. And how is this a good opportunity for me? Well, if the king likes you, then uh, you could probably become the royal physician. Oh, ah, I see. Very interesting. That means I would make a lot of money. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of. Hmm, very interesting, very interesting. Now... I want to stop here for a moment and just tell everybody that there is a version of the story that says that uh, at this point, he was still like uh, uh, from Yid, you know, he was Shmir Shabbos, you know, but he was getting a little more modern and modern. But eventually, there's a version of the story that says once he became the doctor for the king of Prussia, he dropped all of his Yiddishkeit to be able to be at the side of the king whenever he needed. And not that the king was an old, old man that he needed it very often. But, you know, it was just that he took his job very serious and he just felt funny keeping his Yiddishkeit in front of everybody that was over there that didn't keep Yiddishkeit because they weren't Jewish. But then again, that's the godless of Yiddishkeit. We are strong. I would like to see if a hundred people told you that a diamond is just a rock and you might as well throw it away because it's worthless. Would you do that? Probably not. Because as long as you personally know that that diamond is really worth something, you would never throw it away. So why would a Yid throw away the beauty of beautiful mitzvahs and meisim tevim and learning? Meh. So, <clears throat> but unfortunately, this doctor did at that time. At that time, what does that mean? <laughs> you see? Follow the whole story. You're good until now? Continue. I should continue the story? Okay, so what happened was... No, no, yes, yeah, I'll continue the story. You just continue to behave. Oh, okay. Because uh, I can't tell the story anyway because I don't know this one. And you're not letting me read your mind. That's right. You got that right. 
Anyway, so what happened was he went to see the king of Prussia. And the king looked at him. Oh, dear. This is terrible. Oh, dear. I'm feeling worse than before. Doctor, are you sure you're a good doctor? Well, I can only try the best and apply everything that I learned. Okay, let me see. Uh, I know this might be embarrassing to you, but I need you to stick out your tongue. I need to study your tongue. All right, all right. Okay, it's my tongue. Oh, my goodness. This is not very good. Now, let me look at your eyes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is not a very common thing. But let me tell you something, Your Majesty. You are lucky. I'm lucky because I'm sick? No, you are lucky that you're the king. A king that's sick is not lucky? Oh, yeah, yeah, because let me tell you about this sickness that you have. There's really no cure here in this part of Europe. You know that? What, 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 what do you mean by that? Well, you see, Your Majesty, it so, so happens that what you have is a very serious illness. And if not treated with a special grass, a special herb that does not grow here in Europe, then, <laughs> I have to say it, perhaps in a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two at the most, and then the king will be no more. And then you will have to break in your young child to be the next king. But wait a second, I'm not dying so easily. And you say that because I am there. What did you say? Uh, because you are a king. Then you could be cured. Really, I, I don't understand. How is that possible? I will tell you. See, it's very simple. You see, there is a special herb, a grass that grows in the Entebene forest. The Entebene forest? Where, where is that? That, Your Majesty, is in the Quazulu Natal in Africa. You mean the rainforest? Yeah, it's over there in the rainforest. But you have the means. You're a king. You can send enough soldiers to protect, you know, against wild animals. Wild animals? Yeah. There are gorillas there. There are elephants there. And all sorts of other wild animals. And also snakes. Some of them are very poisonous, you know, sad. And then... Besides that, since most people that are usually there in their rainforest, they usually get lost. And therefore there are people from other tribes that they try to rob people. You understand? So it's very dangerous to go out there. But when you find this, you know, and you have it brought here, and uh, you take it, and you will be cured. Really? Very interesting. Let me see my other doctor say. Uh, doctors, come in here. And the other doctors came in. They examined the king, and he said they never heard of this sickness, but he looks really bad. And then when the king mentioned this grass, this herb, some of them said, Oh, yes, I remember this when I was uh, in, in, in medical school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember they showed us pictures of this. Uh, so you know what it looks like. 
Yeah, sure I know what it looks like. But it doesn't grow here. You see, because the, the, the climate over here in Europe is not good for it. But they're in the tropical rainforest over there in the Congo, in that part of Africa. We're in the, in the KwaZulu-Natal uh, area. Uh, you know, like it's, I think uh, you could probably find most of it more in the Entebene uh, forest. Yeah, that's exactly what the doctor here said. Very interesting. Okay, I like what you're saying. So therefore, I think that what you should do is um, send a group of soldiers there. Uh, Captain Yoo-Hoo. Well, amazing. I get called for everything around here. He never calls the general. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll be a general one day. Uh, yes, your majesty. Sir! Oh, stop with this, sir. You give me a headache. I'm sick enough as it is. Do me a favor. Take a big delegation of soldiers, as much as you need, and go to the Congo. The Congo? You mean, like, in Africa? Yes, yes. And take this doctor with you. Uh, yes, yes. I'd be more than happy to go along, because if I got all this protection, it's very good. So when I go there, and then everything's going to be fine, I, I know what the plant looks like, and we'll get some. And in the meantime, you want this doctor to come also? No, no, if you're going and all my other doctors, I need a doctor here to watch over me. Uh, this doctor will stay here. And so, sure enough, <clears throat> what ended up happening was this group of soldiers traveled to Africa, and they came into the forests, into the rainforest, and they set up camp. All right, uh, we'll, we'll camp here for the night, we'll get some rest, and then we'll start out again in the morning. But all of a sudden... At night, one of the guards was standing there watching, and all of a sudden he heard, and the guard turned around, and he was quick with his reflexes, because if he would have waited another second, boom, he would have been bitten by a very highly contagious poisonous snake. But with his swift thinking, he took out his head, no, I mean, <laughs> he took out his head? I, I know what you mean. You mean he took out his sword. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, he took out his sword, and he... He chopped off the snake's head. Uh, yeah, kind of. I guess the snake died. Uh, yeah, kind of. Anyways, so he killed the snake. Next morning, they went and set out to the deeper part of the rainforest. All right, so now, uh, um, um, let's keep going here until I see it. Uh... No, this is not it. No, 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 no. Oh, this looks... Oh, my goodness. It's stepped on and squished. If I didn't know better, I would think that these are the footprints of a gorilla. <laughs> uh, if I didn't know better, I would think that there's a gorilla right behind me. <laughs> if I didn't know better, I would say that this gorilla has very bad breath. And if I wouldn't say... Save me, you guys! What's the matter with you? And sure enough, the soldiers came in between, and they scared off the gorilla. And the gorilla ran away. Oh, that was close. You gotta watch it. Oh, oh boy. So anyway, so, as I was saying, whoa, I need to rest now. I need to catch my breath. My heart is beating very fast. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Okay, now I'm calm. Okay, let's go. And sure enough, they found this grass, and they put it in a sealed bottle to make sure it doesn't dry out, and they put a little water to keep it moist. And they did everything that this doctor said to keep it fresh, and they traveled back, all the way back to Prussia, and they brought it to the doctor, that is, to Dr. 
I know his name, Gordia. Right. And so Dr. Gordia looked at it and he said, yeah, this is very good condition. Yeah, yeah, no problems at all. Yeah, yeah, you could eat this, Your Majesty. Oh, yes. And by now, it was a couple of weeks since the soldiers went to get the grass, and the king was very, very weak. And he was saying, yes, give me the grass, give me the grass. <sighs> it's very important that you go all the way down and eat it to the grass roots, okay? Yes, the grass roots. Okay, give it to me, give it to me. And so the doctor gave him the grass roots. And with every bite and every swallow that the king made, slowly but surely, his strength started to come back. Eventually his strength came back in great amounts. And eventually there was no sign of this illness whatsoever. And the king felt very good about it. And he hired that this guy, Dr. Aaron Gordia, became his private and personal physician. And, of course, he also was the physician for the other ministers as well. And naturally, sure, it made him become a very rich person. But now let me go on and tell you what happened. Yeah, what happened next? Well, years would pass by. And whenever the king of Prussia would go out on a hunting trip, so Dr. Aaron Gordia would go with him. And, of course, you know, he was very conscientious about his job, and he used to go with him because in case the king fell off his horse, got injured, or the king scraped himself on bushes, or perhaps perchance he suddenly got attacked by a wild animal. So the doctor was there just for all precautionary measures. And so what ended up happening was... One day they were going hunting, and the king was on his horse. He fell off his horse, right? And and then he broke his left toenail. Nope, nope. Uh, he broke his right toenail. No, he didn't fall off the horse. He didn't? So then, what are you saying one day? Well, if you let me continue. Oh, go ahead. And so, sure enough, suddenly when they were deep in the forest, they heard some wailing. There was a whale out there? Whales are in the water. No, no, wailing, crying. Oh, crying. And sure enough, they heard this crying. It was simply very sad. Oh, dear me, oh my. I don't this island. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And there were children crying too. Oh, please, Rebunish Island. Please help my Tati. Make him get better. Please, please, Hashem. Please help my Tati. Please. And the loud screaming was not screaming like, ah! It wasn't that kind of screaming. It was raising their voices in tefillos. And it caught the attention because Dr. Aaron Gordia, even though he didn't keep his Yiddish guide, but he recognized Jewish words. And so he said, Your Majesty, if you don't mind, I would like to see what's going on there. <laughs> no problem, I'll come with you. And so when the king... And Dr. Gordia got over there. They were right next to him. And that is... Who's the him? Who's the him? You didn't tell us. Oh, sorry, I didn't? Oh, okay, so I'll tell you now. Anyways, the him was an older man. This was the father. This was the owner. And that house was like a broken-down shack. It was like mommy's falling apart all over the place. And what ended up happening was he came inside... I hope she don't mind that I come inside. 
Oh, please, if you can help my talking, that would be so great. Yes. <laughs> please, if you can help my husband. He's very sick. He's coughing. He's sneezing. And he's getting very weak. Hmm. I once saw these symptoms before, like this is not a regular cold. Um, you know, I am a doctor, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, let me take a look and see if there's anything that I could do, you know. I don't have all my materials here, but I have some things here. Let me see. And so he walked over to the patient, and he examined him, and he noticed that this man had a very familiar sickness. All the signs and symptoms were the same. And he thought in his mind, Oh, Sam, your mind, I feel so bad for this yid. This Jew over here is all alone. He's such a poor person. He's all alone here in the forest. Terrible, terrible. And when he's here alone, He's here alone with his wife and his children. It looks like, from the looks what I see, there's no food in the house. So they have a piece of bread. And he, now that he's sick, he can't work. But what am I going to tell him? I can tell him that I know what the sickness is, and there's a cure. But how will he ever get the grass? It doesn't grow here. The, the land over here is not suitable to grow this. It has to grow in the tropical rainforests that in the Congo in Africa, and especially near... Entabe forest, Entabani, Entabani forest, which is in the KwaZulu Natal. Hmm, I see. You know, best I shouldn't tell because I won't want to give him false hope. But, um, <clears throat> hello, sir. I, I, I examined him, and, uh, you know, I'm very well. Um, let's put it this way I don't have what it takes here to be able to cure him, and I. I don't know if it's at the stage where he could be cured anymore, sir. I think you should prepare yourselves accordingly. But I do notice that you don't have a parcel of bread here, so I've been going to go over and um, give you some money, and please buy all the food you need, and, and please take care of your husband and you, Kindler, your father. Oh, he spoke Yiddish. <laughs> Are you Jewish? <laughs> uh, good day. Uh, nice to speak to you. And so, sure enough, he left. And he felt so sad. He just couldn't break it to him that he's definitely, if he can't get that grass herbs, those grass roots, if he doesn't get it, he will die, perhaps within a few weeks. And so, Dr. Gordia went back and every now and then they went to the forest and different parts of the forest. And after a couple of months, they came back to the same area where this yid was. And then Dr. Goria says, uh, Your Majesty, if you don't mind, I know this, that this area where I am, where we are, is very familiar. We were here a couple of months ago, I think it was, uh, when we were hunting in this area under... I want to see what's doing with that uh, old Jewish fella, if you don't mind. Yeah, go right ahead. Go check him out. I have no problem with that. I'll be in this area hunting, you know. If you get lost, give a holler and give a shout, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. I would do that if I <laughs> get, uh, you know, if I get lost, yeah. Okay. And so he approached the house, and he looked at it. It was still broken down, but he didn't hear no crying. So in his mind's eye, he started thinking. Oh, dear. There's no more crying. So it's probably like I said. He will die. And he did. 
I feel so bad for this family. I don't know how they're going to support themselves. What? What is this? Somebody is singing. Well, it's coming from over there. I can't believe my eyes. That's the 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 the, the man that was sick. Excuse me, you over there? Yes, Shalom Aleichem. What can I do for you? You you the one that I saw a couple of months ago? Yes, I recognize you. You're so nice. It's so nice you gave uh, fifty slotters and everything. You know, and, you know, whatever it was, you gave the equivalent of you know a lot of money for us. You know, I'm appreciated very much. But but you're dead, right? I'm dead. <laughs> How am I standing here? One second. I don't understand. You had that sickness. Were you not with the coughing, with the color in the tongue, you know, with those dots and everything? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did have that grana, you know. You know, it was very interesting, you know. We all had that. But, you know, the mice, the you know, what ended up happening was I got cured because uh, Hashem answered my feelers. Huh. I don't understand. I must not understand. We were diving to Hashem for Yeshua and Rafuiz, and you came along and you weren't able to help. But... You know, um, you know, um, so, but, but you know, so, um, one day I was very weak, and and then I just felt I needed some fresh air, and so I I asked my children, and and I told them to take me outside, and so they took me outside, and then it was very hard for them to carry me, cause you know, even though I'm skinny, but I'm heavy for them, so they carry me out, and they put me down in their grassy area with soft ground, and then you know, like you know, when a person is sick, they don't have an appetite to eat, but what happened was this suddenly. I started to smell this very interesting fragrance and it smelled very good and I looked down it was from the grass that was right next to me and then I, I started to like lean my body over and then suddenly as I leaned my body over what ended up happening was as I leaned it over I reached down and, and, and then I just had a temptation to pull out the grass straight to the roots and, and I began eating it because you know I, I suddenly felt the hunger for it and and then the next thing I know was, y- y- you know what happened next? No, you should not tell me. Well, <laughs> you ready for this? <laughs> okay, let me tell you something. Um, every time I took a bite and I swallowed, I started to slowly feel better, and and I started eating this grass more often, and now I feel so much gesund and and fantastic. I feel healthy. You know what I mean? Oh, it's not possible. This grass cannot grow here. It can only go in the Congos of Africa, the climate here, and, and the, the ground is not good for it. Can you show me where this is? <laughs> Very interesting, this should be here. I, I have to see it. And so he was schlepped over, and he saw the patch of grass, and he just couldn't believe it. Wow. Hashem is poor, made a great miracle. Out of nowhere, this grass that usually only grows in the Congo area. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 it grew here. But it's impossible and so fresh and so good. It even looks better than some of the ones that go there in the Congo. Amazing. Yeah, that's the power of Tefillah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Zyka Santa, you would like to come in for a little meal or something? No, no, I really have to go. And this started this doctor thinking a lot. And one day, he was in Meserich. Where the Heiligit Sadiq, Abdo Bear of Meserich, who was getting old. 
and he was there, and he came to Meserich, and he was thinking of seeing the doctor. No, he is the doctor. You mean he wanted to see the spiritual doctor, that Sadik? Uh, yeah. He was, like, still shaky, but until something happened now. Really? What was it? Well, listen. And so, as he was there, word got around that the famous Dr. Aaron Gordia is here in <laughs> this area of Meserich. And at that time that he was there, there was a person from Vilna, a very distinguished person from Vilna. And suddenly, he became not well. And he couldn't travel back to Vilna. And in a place where he was staying, he took to the bed. He was ill. Doctors tried to cure him. He was getting worse and worse. And then somebody said, Dr. Gordia is here. And they sent for Dr. Gordia. And Dr. Gordia came over. And when he got there, he looked at the man. He says, I don't understand. What's the purpose that you called me here? Is this a joke? I am a doctor. I am not a miracle worker. You understand that? I don't bring the dead back to life. This man is dying. There's nothing we can do. And the people said, But, 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 you can help him. Yeah, you can help my taunty. And then, this man, who was very weak, and was like, couldn't even talk, all of a sudden, he started to speak. Uh, excuse me. Pardon me, but 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 uh, l l let me let me ask you to please stay with me. What? I don't understand. You're talking. You were so bad before. I don't get it. You know what? Let me write out a prescription. Maybe it will help you. Maybe you're not as bad as before. Let me write it out. And as he wrote down a very strong prescription, as he wrote down a very strong prescription, he started to get better. You know something. I'm starting to feel even better. You know something? I'm really feeling good. Baruch Hashem. Stay with me a little longer. I'm not 100%, but can you stay with me a little longer? Uh, I don't understand. Well, you know, the Mesrich Magid, you know what he used to say? He's very fond of saying, matter of fact, now I understand it. Uh, uh, understand what? Well, before I got sick, I went to see him. And then he suddenly, you know, I wanted to talk tighter with him. And instead, you know what he did? He went over. It was just amazing. It's just simply amazing. Uh, uh, you're not telling me what it was. Well, you see, what he did was he, he said the following. He said that, um, um, you know, a, a, a doctor's not the one that cures a person. Instead, uh, it's really Hashem. But, but you know, it, whenever there's a real good doctor that enters to see the patient, then the Malach, uh, uh, the Malach, I mean, uh, 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 Raphael, yeah, the Malach Raphael, the, the, the Malach that's in charge of healing the sick, uh, he comes and, 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 and uh, you know, and then, and, and, you know, the, the patient gets better. So sometimes it's medicines that don't cure. Sometimes it's just the presence of the doctor. This is unbelievable. You're telling me just because I'm here? Yes, it must be, even though I can't see a Malach yet, but, you know, but it must be that the, you're a great doctor, aren't you? Yes, I'm, I'm a world-renowned doctor, yeah, yeah. So the Malach Raphael came in with you, and he's healing me. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, look at this, I can get off the bed. And he was like, Mamish, like, in nowadays language, they would say, man, he was freaking out. But anyways, what happened was, 
when he realized what was going on, he ran right away to the Mizrishar Magid, and he told him, because now this was the final mark of a pathish that he saw the Yad Hashem, and he saw that it's Hashem that controls the world, no matter how great a doctor he is. So he told the Mizrishar Magid, who was pretty old, he said, um, uh, um, I, I would like to do shuva. And the Mizrishar Magid turned to me and said, you know, I'm getting old and I'm getting on in my years. So let's make a deal. You will be my physical doctor and I will be your spiritual doctor. You cure me physically and I will cure you spiritually. And sure enough, eventually this person, Dr. Aaron Gordia, left the king of Prussia. He made a complete turnaround, a complete tshuva, became very from became one of the biggest Hasidim of the Mizritcha Magid. And he grew up to be a... Well, I shouldn't say grew up. He was already grew up. I mean, I should say... You mean he became a big Talmud Chacham and a big Tzaddik, and he still was a doctor. That's right. You got that right. Isn't that a great story? Yeah, wow. Uh, we even have a few minutes to take some phone calls. Okay, wow. Uh, unbelievable story. I, I, I didn't know it was going to take that long. Neither did I. Okay, so let's take some phone calls. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn tonight's story? Very good. Excellent. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name, and what lesson do you learn tonight's story? Missy, and I'd like to tell that you should always be a yes. I, I didn't hear that because you had something in the background that I can't hear. Lower whatever it is. You should always be a yes. Very good. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name, what lesson do you learn tonight's story? Me? Yep, you. Um, I wanna um say that you should you should always believe in Hashem and also can't talk to Yassi. Hi. What do you want to tell me? You want to wish um, me? I a... want to tell you that you did a very good job being quiet. Oh, thank you. Uh, I want to wish you a Friday on Hanukkah. Okay. Hey. Bye. Bye. Hello. You're on the air. What is your name and what lesson you learned tonight's story? Hello. I from tonight's story that. Hello. Yeah, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hello? Yeah, yeah, you're on the air. Just tell me what you learned. Hello? You don't hear me? I, I hear I hear you. I learned that Tshuva always helps. That's correct. Tshuva done, Tshuva Shlema always helps. That's correct. Okay, thank you very much. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? And what lesson you learned tonight's story? Hello? <laughs> okay. Sorry, did I get that over you? No, but you're going to have to take fast because the whole switchboard is lit up. So go ahead, Marsha, tell us what lesson you learned. Did you write it in poetry form again? Did you write it in poetry form? Laser Diamond. What? Oh, what Laser. happened to Marsha? Oh, okay, Laser Diamond. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, um, to have a talk with Marsha. 